look, it, it's just preseason. It's 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 just preseason. It's just preseason. But it's also kind of what we expected. You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 7th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode, of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic get worked by the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll go over the box score. We'll go over the performances. We'll go over the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, the in-between, and everything else. Plus, the big lesson that comes to this young team out of this game and why it's probably encouraging that this happened now. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. But the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans after this game? Check out our friends at Locked On Pelicans. Want to look ahead to Sunday's game against the San Antonio Spurs? Check out Locked On Spurs. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I also want to take this time to thank all of you who make listen of the day. Have to be your first choice. We don't have to be your second choice. We're glad to be in your podcast rotation. And now that the NBA season is tipping off once again, we're glad to be back with you every single day. Remember, Locked On Magic is free and available on all platforms and now streaming as well on YouTube. Be sure to join us today at 5.30. Note the new time. I am pushing it back to 5.30. Join us today at 5.30 on Spotify Green Room, as well as on the Locked On Magic YouTube page for a live mailbag. I'll answer your questions. We'll talk more about this game, I am sure, and get into a whole lot more as the Magic season gets ready to tip off. But let's start with the game itself. Um, your line of Magic fall to the New Orleans Pelicans. 104 to 86. The score is not good, obviously. It's a nasty score. It does not look good. Um, the Magic, as expected, were did not shoot the ball particularly well, uh, did not play particularly well um, on that front, uh, and really had a lot of issues. Um, just again, just, just no, no doubt, no getting around that. Um, this was a game that we're going to see a lot of this season. Um, but it deserves some context, too. Uh, Coach Jamal Mosley has said he's going to spend this preseason um, experimenting with lineups, um, experimenting with playing groups. And, and I think that naturally is going to make it harder for groups to be consistent, to, to be together. And, and for moments like this where the offense just kind of craters to happen. Um, the Magic overall, you know, they started... Cole Anthony, Etwan Moore, Mortz, Wagner, Gary Harris, and Mo Bamba. Not, not a great starting lineup. And it was just very obvious that like, okay, this is going to run into some problems. But they actually got the team off to a really good start. They scored the first seven points of the game. They had a, an eight-point lead early on. Um, they did some really good things. But you can begin to see the fractures, um, you know, very, very early on. Um, 
Mobamba got himself going early, but then he faded, you know, settling for three pointers, settling for settling for bad shots. Um, he got into foul trouble really early, but it's preseason, so no one really cares. Um, the second unit came in and did a really good job establishing and reestablishing the lead, but very quickly, New Orleans was starting to hit threes. And now it's a big concern of mine coming out of Monday's game. I felt like the Celtics were able to get a lot of threes, especially on ball reversals uh, and, and, and by beating kind of the weak side defense. And the Magic's defense, just all game long, to be frank, was not as engaged as it was Monday night. Um, and that's trouble. I, I think that is a bad sign. There were still good defensive things. And, you know, the Magic only giving up 104 points. I'm going to pull up the advanced numbers here in a second. But um, the Magic only giving up 104 points, which suggests that, okay, maybe they were decent defensively. Not great, not terrible, though. Um, they were decent defensively. I'm pulling up the, the advanced numbers here on NBA.com's box score page real fast. Um, the Pelicans, I mean, that's obviously a preseason game, so stats are wonky anyway, but um, the, the Pelicans end up with a 108.3 defensive rating. So it was a relatively slow game, low pace game as well. Um, the Magic, I, I did not think, defended very well. I thought they gave up a ton of backdoor cuts. They were not into the ball. They allowed easy three-pointers. They weren't able to get over screens particularly well. They went under screens a lot um, and let Nikhil Alexander-Walker, let some of these guys get going from three-point range. The game really turned in the second quarter when Nikhil Alexander-Walker hit five three-pointers to flip the game from an eight-point deficit into an eight-point lead. And from there, the Magic were really chasing it if, if the score is what you're caring about. Um, but it's, it's more than that. The team just looked really out of rhythm and out of sync. Um, they were not... They were working together, but players were dribbling into traps. Um, Cole Anthony especially got kind of caught a few times, driving too deep into the paint without much of a plan and no outlet to get the ball back, to kick the ball back out. So the ball didn't really move. It stuck a lot. There's a lot of dribbling. The Magic only had 19 assists in the game. Again, they didn't shoot the ball well, but only 19 assists in the game nonetheless. Um, they... They, they obviously didn't hit threes at the same rate that they did the other night, which was something I was curious about as well uh, about this game. Um, but they just never really hold the pace. Um, they were a little wild and all over the place. Um, and again, the offense just never found its rhythm. And of course, that's going to affect your defense, whether you want it to or not. But again, the Magic's defense wasn't particularly good. Give a lot of credit, though. They did fight back at, on, at times. You know, they, the lead didn't get out of reach until the fourth quarter. Wendell Carter had a monster third quarter, looked really good coming off the bench um, and even playing the four a little bit next to Robin Lopez. Played a little bit next to Mo Bamba, but Bamba was in foul trouble for much of the game and, and eventually fouled out early in the third quarter. Um, the Magic, you know, got some decent outings and some decent, like, little spurts. Um, that's how I would describe it. There were spurts. Um, there's the start of the game was a great spurt. There's a spurt in the second quarter when the Magic really seemed to be picking up their pace and kind of finding their groove. There was a spurt in the third quarter with Wendell Carter. Um, but eventually they just ran out of gas and, and and they just did not look engaged isn't the right word, but they did not look like they were in tune with the game plan or they were kind of focused on doing the little things they have to do um each and every each and every time to win. Um, the Magic were down by, with the, it was a tie game actually late in the third uh, when the Magic gave up basket, turned the ball over to give up another basket, then turned the ball over again to give up another basket. Um, that made it a six-point game. Uh, it was a one-point game, I believe, in the fourth quarter when New Orleans burned off 14 straight points. Um, this was about with nine minutes to go. And so in a matter of three minutes, in a matter of, uh, was that, what was it? Uh, I think it was an eight-point game. Um, so in a matter of three minutes, 
the, the Pelicans essentially doubled their lead, and that, and that was the game. And that's when Jamal Mosley pulled the starters, uh, and the Magic kind of reset themselves and, and prepared for the next game. Again, just a lot of struggle. Um, just they could not get themselves out of the mud. They could not get themselves going. And you kind of see this is where the team is still kind of that there's buy in. I think they really believe in what they're doing, but they got put under a little bit of pressure. They fought back on several occasions. We'll talk more about that uh, coming up later. Um, but they ultimately could not fight back that last time. And, and so I think there's still a little bit of trust that has to be built, which again is natural. Um, I do think that some of the strange lineups the Magic were using are part of the reason why the Magic struggled. Um, I think that uh, that caught them in traps. Like they, they they put them in spots where they were expecting players to be in a certain certain space, and they weren't. Um, I think the Pelicans going with a five guard lineup at times or a four guard lineup at times when the Magic had two bigs on the floor. I think that absolutely hurt the team as well. Um, I think that. Uh, this turned into a really bad matchup for this Magic team very, very quickly. Um, those are certain; those that's certainly important context. That's certainly important to note about this game. You know, again, the Magic were really experimenting a lot with different lineups and different playing groups, um, but ultimately, that's not really an excuse. There is a standard that you do expect this team to play at, um, and, and they're obviously learning the standard. It's a young, young, young team, and there's so this is a growing moment. This is a teaching moment. Again, low stakes game preseason. I don't, I'm not going to freak out about a preseason loss. I'm not going to freak so much out about a preseason performance. Uh, I, I am disappointed because you, I do want to see progress over the course of the preseason. Now that, you know, now at the midpoint of the preseason schedule, you want to see the team bounce back with a really good game against San Antonio on Sunday, a more focused effort on Sunday, um, where the Boston game was a, was a, a game loss that felt like a win. This was a loss. The Magic got beat. The Magic got worked. Um, they got to find consistency, obviously, which you got to hope to find by the regular season. Um, but you got to you got to be able to do the right things consistently too, and and that's the biggest disappointment from this game uh, is the Magic didn't do the things that at least we've been told they're going to do um, and, and be about. There were moments where they really looked like it again. I want to stress that um, this was not a great game by the Magic, but there were plenty of good moments. There are plenty of moments where. The magic really looked like they they got it that they were that they were clicking, um, and those are the moments you want to hang on to. Those are the moments you want to point out. Those are the moments that are they're going to mean something later on down the road. But obviously, um, that's not enough. You got to be able to do it for forty eight minutes. And obviously, we're not playing forty eight minute games yet. We're playing little moments and little pockets here. I mean, the most anyone played was twenty two and a half minutes. It looks like um, not you know guys aren't in there full time. Gary Harris sat out the second half. Terrence Ross sat out the second half. They were both healthy scratches. Mo Bamba was out with the foul trouble. Um, you know Wendell Carter's playing about twenty three minutes. Uh, there there were good things, um, very good things. And if you know you play your regular rotation out for a whole game, uh, you'll probably be fine. This, this was a close enough game at that point where if your regular rotation players are playing, you know you could you you have the time to figure it out. Um, again, it's not good that the Magic had their rotation players in the fourth quarter and saw a lead double, saw a deficit double. That is concerning. That is something that you have to learn how to do and learn how to handle. Um, and I think that's one of the big messages coming out of this game. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. We'll review the box score here coming up as well. But before we do that, let me say a quick word from our pals at Sweatblock. Look, we live in. if you live in Central Florida like me, you know how hot it gets. Um, I, I'm literally going from my car to the office, uh, and I am 
not, not drenched in sweat, but you could feel the heat coming. That's what humidity does. And even though the temperature is starting to creep down, we're no longer in summer mode here. It is officially fall season, which means you're still wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Um, it is officially fall season, but it's still extremely hot. And nobody likes to be covered in sweat. That is the absolute truth. So get the doctor created, doctor recommended dry shirt guarantee, currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category product manufactured here in the USA. It's Sweatblock. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. Go to bed the next morning. You wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. And that's, of course, so important here in Central Florida. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Before we dive into the box score again, I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Magic your first listen every single day. Uh, whether we're Whatever number we are on the rotation, I want to thank all our listeners for checking us out. Remember, Locked On Magic is free and available on all podcasting platforms. Plus, you can find us as well on YouTube to watch us live, to watch us uh, there as well. Be sure to join us today at 5.30 p.m. We'll be on Spotify Greenroom, as well as on YouTube Live, taking your questions and answering all your concerns about the Orlando Magic as we get set for the regular season. We're officially less than two weeks away from the games counting. The Magic have two more preseason games left. So let's dive right into the box score. The Orlando Magic falling to the New Orleans Pelicans, 104-86. to 86. Um, Obviously, the place to start is shooting numbers. The Magic shoot just 31 of 86. That's 36%. 11 for 34 from beyond the arc, 32.4%. Um, they have 16 turnovers in the game. Felt like a whole lot more. This is a really sloppy game uh, where the Magic looked pretty clean and pretty good in that first preseason game against the Celtics. Um, this game, they they looked, this looked like a preseason game. This looked like a game where the guys were out of sync, where they were figuring each other out, where they're trying to find the right spots, trying to figure out how to make this offense work. Um a lot of that, again, I think some of that deserves a context. The Magic were playing some odd playing groups. They played Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba together, which is a lineup I actually do want to see. Um, they played Wendell Carter and Robin Lopez together. They had Moritz Wagner out on the floor with Mo Bamba. And, um, you know, they they had Franz Wagner playing the three a lot more in this game than he did uh, in, the, in Monday's game. So there's definitely a lot of experimenting going on, and I think that does um, lead to some of the issues that the Magic had over the course of the game. Let's go through some, some good performances though. Uh, let's start with Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, 13 points, five for nine shooting, two for five from beyond the arc, 11 rebounds. Um, really hated it. He hated his game. Um, we'll talk more about that coming up, but let me say this. Wendell Carter looked really good. And I know he was coming off the bench, maybe playing against some of the bench guys, but this guy, if Wendell Carter plays like he did Wednesday night, he is going to be a really strong player for this team, whether it's at the four or the five. He was aggressive going after rebounds, like really just physically beating play, beating players to rebounds, just really cleaning up. He was really effective offensively, whether it was in the post, taking smaller guys uh, to the block, 
or popping out to three point line. Um, he took five three pointers. He admitted himself he probably took a few too many. Um, but he also said, if I'm open, I need to have the confidence to shoot it. His stroke looks really good. Um, the fact that he is hitting threes at a pretty solid rate through the preseason. Now, this is now two games where he's been pretty good from beyond the arc. I take that as a very, very good sign. Um, if Wendell Carter plays like this, he is going to be the player everyone wants him to be, or the, every, the player that everyone has hoped he would be from his time at Duke. I've been critical of Wendell Carter. I went back and actually read some of my draft, my draft preview of him. Um, I've been critical of, I think he's solid, but I'm not sure what he does at kind of a high level. It just felt like he always had a ceiling. The question with Wendell Carter has always been, is he going to be willing to shoot and can he develop that jump shot? And two, can he play with effort and intensity? This was an effort and intensity game. And, and while I think Wendell Carter was very hard on himself, and I really liked how hard he, on himself he was, he said he took too many threes. He felt like he dropped his head uh, you know, when the, when the Pelicans went on their run, uh, you know, really good kind of leadership stuff and understanding of 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 what the task is ahead. And, and so if this is a learning lesson for him too, that's a good thing. Uh, but I thought he played really, really well. And, and this is the Wendell Carter I want to see. If Wendell Carter is playing like this, the Magic are going to be very, very good. They're going to be more than fine uh, at the end of the day. Uh, Mo Bamba was another really interesting performance as well. Seven points, three for six shooting, one for three from beyond the arc. Three rebounds. Um, I thought Mo did some really good things too. Especially early on, especially Mo was really was really good. He scored five of his seven points within the first couple minutes of the game. Um, he you know hit a three, hit a step back jumper. Uh, was you know able to really work around the basket. Rebounded well. I thought he held his own against Jonas Valanciunas in the early going. Uh, never really backed down from him. Uh, so Mo did some good things. He blocked a shot early. Just looked really really good. Um, the best we've seen him seen him look. And honestly, like even with everything else, I'm about to say. He looks like he's in good. He's in really good shape. He looks like he's in good condition, um, and he looks like he's going to be someone that can contribute a little bit to this team this coming year. Uh, like I said, I do want to see uh, more Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter lineups. I do want to see them experiment with that a little bit more, find the right playing group to put with them there. But Mo got a little too uh, in favor of his three point shot. Fell in love with it a little too much. Um, that got him in trouble. That got the team in a little bit of trouble as they tried to as they tried to take their next steps. Uh, and then from there, uh, from there, Bamba just fouled a lot. He had two fouls in quick succession in the first quarter, ended up fouling out just early in the third quarter. And so, you know, when you're fouling the way that Mo was fouling, it means you're late. It means you're late on rotations. It means you're late challenging shots. It means you're late. Uh, and, you know, I think that's uh, an issue that Mo's had is just being, you know, kind of getting spatial awareness and defensive awareness. Um, that part of the, this night was not good for Mo. Um, so, you know, again, you see a lot of the promise, you know, you don't want to treat Mo quite like a rookie, but, you know, you understand that he's a little bit behind his experience. Um, Mo did good things. Mo did bad things. Um, and so, you, you know, again, it's preseason. You want to see him just kind of clean it up uh, and, and be better on, on, a, on a few different places. Uh, and a couple other good performances. Uh, Terrence Ross, 11 points, five for eight shooting. He was plus one on the game. Uh, had a nice, you know, kind of youthful throwback with a nice little reverse jam in the first in the first quarter. You know, really got a shot going where he he really struggled on Monday. Played really well in this game coming off the bench. Uh, you know, if, you know Ross. I have every confidence knows exactly how to get himself ready. Uh, I do think that having him or Gary Harris on the floor in the second half would have helped the Magic tremendously. I think the young players just you know kind of got wrapped up in things. And, and, and so Terrence Ross is fine. I have no concerns about Terrence Ross ever. 
Um, Gary Harris on that on that point, two for six shooting, four points, solid game, plus six for the for the game. Um, uh, did did solid things. I have I know uh, you know again. I'd like Gary Harris be more consistent as a shooter, but I think going to be a kind of struggle throughout the course of the year. Um, other interesting performances: Cole Anthony, two for six, seven for seven from the foul line, to score twelve points, six rebounds. Um, he had three turnovers. Uh, I thought Cole. Cole, I think, is trying really hard to learn how to manage games uh, and be a little bit more of a playmaker distributor. And, and there are points where I'm really impressed with his playmaking uh, and his passing. He only had uh, he only had two assists in this game. I think that's a product of the team's poor shooting. Uh, but I think what happened with Cole, and I think you know Cole just has to learn how to balance a scoring mindset and a passing mindset. What happened with Cole in this game was he consistently drove himself into traps um, and, and just couldn't and, and either couldn't get the ball out cleanly to shooters um, or, you know, turn the ball over or lost the ball in, in that, in that, in that, in that spot. So that's something young players have to learn how to do. Um, you know, I, I have every conference Cole will do Cole will do that. Jalen Suggs also struggled in 22 and a half minutes, two points, one for seven shooting over three from the floor, six rebounds, two assists for him. Um, Suggs just, you know, I think, the, I think the speed of the game is is getting to Suggs a little bit. Um, you know, I think he's forcing a shot a little bit, but he's also not asserting himself enough. I feel like um, he struggled to get past his man off the dribble, which is a little bit concerning. Uh, but I, I think part of the issue is the speed of the game. Uh, Mosley said that's something that he's been talking with Suggs about a little bit after Monday's game. Um, you know, I think I think things are just going a little fast for him right now. So you know, you just want to see him get comfortable and slow down. Um, you know, again, I'd like to see more from Jalen Suggs, obviously. Franz Wagner also struggled again, no points, 0 for 4 shooting. Um, I don't think we're quite in concern. He's not going to contribute land. I think Franz Wagner, especially in, especially in this game, was put in some bad lineups where they couldn't space the floor for him or set him up for his shots or set him up for his cuts. Um, if anything, Franz Wagner is the kind of player that needs to know which playing groups he is playing in so that he can time his cuts, so that he can you know underst- understand where to space himself, where to put himself in a position to score and a position to uh, to contribute to the team in, in, in a statistical way. Um, I don't think that happened in this game. I just think he was put in some very odd lineups and some playing groups that he probably hasn't played very, very much with. Um, the last guy to talk about then is Moritz Wagner. Moritz Wagner, seven points, two for six shooting, two for two from the line, four rebounds, two assists, five turnovers. Um, at, look, Moritz, you know, people were asking why is Moritz Wagner playing? He's playing because they need the body because they're trying to set up some other things, but... Let's make this really, really clear. Moritz Wagner is not going to play when the games count. He is not going to be a part uh, of the playing ro- of the regular playing rotation. If he is, that's that either means there's injuries or there's a problem somewhere. Um, it's not that I dislike Moritz Wagner as a player. I think he can put up numbers. I think if you give him time and he's hot, he can be really, really good. Uh, or he can he can he can give you he can give you a lot. He can c- contribute a lot. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he made a lot of mistakes. Uh, just kind of getting in the way of drivers, just being in the wrong spot, you know, at least by my eye, being in the wrong spot or being in the wrong spot for drivers when they when they decide to attack. Um, just made a lot of really silly mistakes. Um, you know, had the ball in his hands in bad spots and in points that you don't want want him to. Um, you know, again, Etwan Moore is probably not going to be in the rotation regularly. Moritz Wagner is not going to be in the rotation regularly. So their minutes, you know, I don't say throw them out, but Take them with the context. The context here matters. Um, and, and again, I just I just don't think Moritz Wagner is going to be part of the regular playing rotation. The New Orleans Pelicans shoot really, really well. They shoot 38 and a half. They don't they didn't shoot really well, 38 and a half percent from the line. 
are from the floor, but 51.4%, 18 for 35 from deep in a low pace game like this one, that really stings. Uh, you got Dekel Alexander-Walker uh, scoring 19 points on five for nine shooting from beyond the arc. Trey Murphy, the third, 20 points, six for nine shooting from beyond the arc. That's kind of what did the magic in was they really struggled to corral the three-point line. They struggled to get back in transition and hit the three-point line. They just kind of got caught, caught out of position. Um, they got caught with guy with two guys going to the ball that left an, an open shooter. Um, this really just, you know, again, timing mistakes, playing together mistakes, just kind of understanding mistakes that 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 are that you work on in practice that you learn through experience. So hopefully we see the magic improve their three-point defense, which I think is a, a big key so far this year. The Orlando Magic fall to the New Orleans Pelicans 104 to 86. Why this game is both unimportant for a lot of the reasons I just said, but why it still brought an important lesson. We'll talk about that coming up here in June. But first, Built Bar is back in better than ever, and it comes in nine delicious flavors. So whether you want a fruity flavor like raspberry or a savory flavor like cookies and cream, there is a Built Bar for you. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes great, but they're also healthy for you. With 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, these not only taste good, but they are good for you too. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so all the gold medals won in Tokyo came from Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes now on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Wendell Carter, I, I thought, um, in the course of post-game interviews, had this this really good mindset. Um, this is really good kind of belief of what this game meant, of what this game actually means for the Magic. He had a really good game. Like, let me repeat that. He had a really good game. I really loved what I saw from Wendell Carter. And if this is the Wendell Carter we're going to get this year, A, he's going to be worth this, the however much the Magic are willing to pay him uh, for... Uh, his restricted free agency, um, but also he's going to be a player that can contribute um, and, and set the tone for the team. But he understands that he is a tone setter for this team. He understands that his actions matter. And he exited this game disappointed in himself. He felt that when the Pelicans made their run, he hung his head. That, you know, he, along with other players on the team, tried too hard to try and make up all the points that they had lost um, and put themselves back in a position where they could win or where they could get back. They tried to get it all back at once, which is a huge no-no in the NBA. 
as everyone likes to say, the NBA is a game of runs. Every team has a run in them, and obviously, uh, no lead is safe um, in, in the NBA. These players are so good. And so a lot of what the NBA is about is dealing with a little bit of adversity, dealing with the runs. How do you stem the tide? How do you stop the run and build one of your own? It's very, very easy in that situation to kind of keep digging yourself a hole. If you try to shoot your way back in instead of executing your stuff better, you end up losing more and, and falling deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper down. This is this is obviously um, one of the great struggles and one of the big things that this Magic team is going to deal with. I mean, again, Terrence Ross was pretty frank about it too. The Magic are going to be in this situation a lot. They're going to be in this spot where they have to deal with a losing streak, where they have to deal with giving up a big scoring run. And this team has to find its way out of it. It has to find its energy and stay with it. It's going to happen a lot this year. That's just the reality of the kind of team the Magic have. And so how the Magic deal with adversity both in-game and through the course of the season it's going to determine, A, which players the Magic really want to invest in, and B, what kind of season this ultimately is, whether this is just truly a tanking season or whether this is a development season where we see the players get better, the team get better, the team start to come together and form the outlines of what it wants to be. This is an important lesson. And the fact that it's coming in the preseason is a good thing. The fact that we can point to this lesson is a good thing, a good growth moment for this team. Because again, this is practice for the regular season. These games don't count. So yes, the context of odd lineups, of odd playing groups, that stuff matters. Don't dismiss it. Don't throw it out. That stuff matters. It's context. It tells us why things might have happened. Not an excuse. Just just a why. Just a reason. And so the question is the question then is how did the magic respond to adversity throughout the course of the game there were good moments again the magic had the lead they lost it they took it back that's what you want to see you want to see the team continue to fight continue to do the things it needs to do and trust that they'll be able to get out by running their stuff but then of course in the fourth quarter you know, the Magic fell behind again a little bit through their own mistakes. You know, through mistakes, again, sloppy preseason game. This this looked more like a first preseason game than Monday did. Through their own mistakes, the Magic again hit the wall. Uh, and then they fell behind and couldn't really get themselves back up. And then, not only that, fell deep into the hole. It's one thing to go down 8. It's one thing to go down 10 or 12. It's another thing to go down 18-20. That's where the Magic can't be. That's where the Magic can't let things get away. And unfortunately, in this game, the Magic did let things get away. And the Magic eventually ended up pulling their starters because it's preseason. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can hit quit and be done and say, we've, we've done our work for the night. Um, it was disappointing. It's not good that the Magic still had their starters out there when the lead doubled. But that's the lesson is understanding and knowing feeling that disappointment that you have to respond 
that you have to trust what you're doing, that you have to stay with it. You have to defend a whole lot better and more precisely if you're going to be competitive in this league, if you're going to be successful in this league. And that's a lesson that's important to learn right now. The Magic will be back in action on Sunday against the San Antonio Spurs. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic or watching on YouTube. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able listening device. You can, of course, as well, find us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page at Locked on Magic. We do some exclusive YouTube-only shows. We did a pregame show talking a little about the lineup combinations we want to see um, and, and even looking ahead to what the trade market's going to look like. You can find that show as well only on our YouTube page. We'll be doing some more kind of live YouTube stuff like that throughout the course of the season, including today at 5.30 again. At 5.30, please join us on Spotify Greenroom or on YouTube for a live mailbag episode. Bring your questions, bring your thoughts, bring your comments. I want to hear from you. I talk a lot. I'm a solo podcaster. I want to hear from you. So come join us today at 5.30 p.m. That's 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Spotify Greenroom. Follow follow me on Twitter at philiprr__omd for the link to that. Or on our YouTube page where I'll be reading through the comments, of course, as well. You, as always, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, you can follow us there on Twitter at... You can follow us at, online at orlandomagicdaily.com or Twitter at omagicdaily. That, that's going to do it for me today, though. Remember also... Check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Your fantasy basketball draft is probably coming up very, 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 very soon. So be sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball with your with Josh Lloyd, the host of the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. Just like this podcast, it's available and free, free on all platforms. We'll be doing our live mailbag episode tomorrow. So until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Locked On again for another episode. Of the